Great timing. You're just in time for happy hour. Welcome to the cantina. What do you say? We fall in love with the world around us. It's super easy to focus on all the things that aren't going well right now. And that is a lot. But there's also so much to get excited about. The world around us is a kaleidoscope of the bizarre, the funny, and the downright sublime. So pour yourself a drink and let's fall in love all over again. My name is Isabella Voss and this is Detox on the Rocks. Salut! Let's jump into it. A 10-year-old girl from Ipswich, England challenged David Grawl to a drum battle and won. If you're not familiar with who David Grawl is, he was Nirvana's drummer in the 90s. If you've never sat down and listened to a Nirvana album, I highly recommend you pick up the Nevermind album. Do yourself a favor and rock out. Everyone knows Smells Like Teen Spirit, but there is so much more to that album. Definitely put that on your must-listen-to list. David Grawl was Kurt Cobain's roommate, as well as one of the few exclusive guests invited to his wedding to Courtney Love. Dave Grawl later became the frontman for the Foo Fighters and is one heck of a world-class drummer. Enter Nandy Bushel, who posted a video of herself drumming the Foo Fighters Everlong this past summer. Dave Grawl responded to her video in a tweet and matched her beat for beat. The two have been going back and forth challenging each other in a battle of the drummers. Oh, by the way, she also plays the guitar, keyboard, and sings. Being a few decades older than this talented young woman, my musical claim to fame includes Shake and My Maracas. Back to the story. Nandy got to meet Grawl via video call, face to face, where Grawl asked Nandy, I have a question. When the Foo Fighters finally come back to the UK, do you think you would get up on stage with us? Nandy responded with a resounding yes. Dave Grawl always seemed like a cool guy, but this proves he is a class act. Go get him, Nandy! If you follow Detox on the Rocks podcast on Instagram, you already have a sneak peek as to our next guest. They have eight legs and are unsung geniuses. The deeply miscounted and misunderstood octopus. Octopi? Octopuses? Octopus, etc. Octopuses have eight arms, tentacles, which, duh, we all knew. But they're just arms, right? Well, they're more than that. In addition to their three hearts and blue blood, their eight arms have the ability to operate independently of each other. Now, I can use chopsticks if I concentrate on a good day, so this really impresses me. Because of the neurons in their arms, their brains essentially, that are not just in their heads, but in their arms, one arm can open or close a jar lid, while another one learns about, for instance, the side of a cave they're touching. The third and fourth one, well, they're working together. 
One arm would be holding a stone, while the other one is trying to get into their lunch, the muscle or clam. That's right, they also have the ability to use tools. Not only that, but they have zero bones in their bodies. This makes them super flexible and resilient. They can put their entire body through the tightest little spaces. Think down to the size of a toonie. What do they do with these amazing abilities? Well, octopuses are incredibly intelligent. One quick Google search will show you countless stories, some of which, <laughs> this one was really cute. Octopuses have a sense when they're being watched, not only watched, but photographed or drawn. They can regularly be seen posing, holding still, and can recognize faces of those who are capturing their images. Is that not crazy? <laughs> they also know how to use what they've got to their advantage. Their bonelessness comes in handy. There was a case in an aquarium, and there are several of these as a matter of fact, where they would sneak out of their enclosure through tiny holes and gaps no one ever thought they'd be able to get through. And they would explore. They would go so far as to eat fish and other creatures from around the aquarium they were in. And by morning, they were back in their own enclosure. So staff was wondering, where are these missing fish going? The octopus got them. Octopuses have even been known to rearrange their living space with shells, rocks, whatever happens to be in their area, in addition to using these tools. They even use coconut shells, rocks, and regular shells to defend themselves. Mimic octopuses can even change their body shape to mimic other animals. I highly recommend checking out onekindplanet.org for lots more information. This is a really wonderful resource and I'm on this website all the time. Their goal is to educate, inspire, and encourage the world to live in a more animal-kind lifestyle. Scientists and researchers are documenting more and more evidence that octopuses are sentient. This means essentially they have a sense of self. They're creative, sensitive, and have individual personalities. So don't go getting ideas about keeping them in captivity or getting one for a pet, or even worse, for dinner. They think, therefore they are. And you thought your last boyfriend was handsy? Quite frankly, I'd rather share a bottle of wine with an octopus. It's time for what's in your glass. With the weather turning cozy, the first thing that comes to my mind is cracking open a nice bottle of red. Now it's definitely happened to me on more than one occasion that maybe the label catches my eye, or maybe it's just a wine I've been wanting to try. Okay, maybe it was on sale, but either way, you have this bottle of red and it's not great. Or maybe someone brought you a bottle of wine as a gift, and rather than make a face, you gladly say thank you, I'm gonna save this for a special occasion. The special occasion being cooking with it or hiding it in a sauce. But what if we can still salvage it? Desperation is the mother of inspiration. 
which has been my motto for the year 2020, as well as almost the entirety of my 20s. <laughs> so we're gonna work with what we've got. It's all about playing the cards you've got. So we've got a bottle of rag that needs a little love. Let's get cracking. Today we are gonna be making a calimocho. This drink is originally from the Basque region of Spain. Now it's gonna sound crazy in just a minute, but indulge me. As always, I'm gonna encourage you to get creative and have fun with what you've already got on hand. I'm gonna recommend you make this as a drink in a pitcher. So take your bottle of wine and pour it into a pitcher, a jug, whatever you got. Next, traditionally it is Coca-Cola. Yup, Coca-Cola. Now, if you can get your hands on the real stuff, be it cane sugar or any of that kind of health food store organic-y type stuff, you know how Mexican Coca-Cola tastes better, but you don't really know why? It's because it's made with cane sugar instead of corn syrup. There's a lot more flavor there. It has that kind of golden caramely taste. So what we want to do is a one-to-one -one ratio. Now this past weekend, I came across a smoked cherry soda. Vanilla flavored cola would work as well. I know, you're probably rolling your eyes, and the first time I made it for anyone, they looked at me like I was a little crazier than I actually am. Now, this really couldn't be more simple. One bottle of red for the equal amounts of cola. Again, if you've got Coca-Cola, that's fine. If you have something a little fancier, that's good too. You want to mix them together, and by mix, I mean dump it on in. From here, some recipes will recommend that you put in slices of lemon, which is nice. Personally, I prefer orange, a little blood orange if I'm feeling bougie. Fresh strawberries work really well as well. If you don't have fresh, frozen is good too. Like I said, this is a really big fly by the seat of your pants, let's have a drink, but not get too precious about it. Now if you do want to get a little bougie, what I recommend is if you have any flavored simple syrup, now is the time to break it out. Vanilla works really, really well with this. You can also stir in vanilla bean. Fresh mint is also gorgeous. And if you want to give it a little something special, if you have any Southern Comfort or Cointreau, throw in maybe a shot or two, and this is going to give it a bit more depth. Essentially what we're making here is a red wine spritzer. It's strangely addictive. Now you serve this on ice and it is traditionally a summer drink. But since I'm a grown up, I don't want to and you can't make me. Did you come up with a variation you're proud of? Feel free to share it with us. You can email it to us at detoxwithvoss at gmail.com that's detox with V as in vodka, OSS at gmail.com, or make your life easy and send it to us on our Instagram at detoxontherockspodcast.com. Salut! This episode has been brought to you by Just Add Water. Forget to buy more all purpose cleaning spray. Windex, runny low on shampoo, just add water. 
because I forgot, yet again, to pick some up on my way home from work. So whether you're forgetful or just broke as hell, just add water. It'll probably work almost as well, right? Rarely is a kiss just a kiss, a sigh just a sigh, or a flirty little fan a flirty little fan. Did you know that there's actually a secret language of fans? Neither did I. <laughs> In Victorian times, fans were used, like gloves or parasols, for relaying secret messages. What the lady was doing with the fan was letting anyone watching her know exactly what she was saying, without actually saying it. A fan maker and retailer in Paris in 1927 published a leaflet explaining the language of fans. In reality, the less romantic truth is the so-called etiquette was invented in order to boost the sales of fans in the 19th century. That being said, they very often did follow the not-so-secret secret meanings. For instance, resting the fan on your right cheek meant yes, resting on your left cheek meant no, opening the fan wide meant wait for me, twirling the fan in your left hand meant we are watched, fanning slowly meant I'm married, whereas fanning quickly meant I'm engaged which to me makes it seem more like I've got the vapors, but I don't know why it automatically seems southern. Holding the handle to your lips meant kiss me. Now fans were originally developed in ancient Egypt, China, and India thousands of years ago, but became popular when they were brought to Europe in the 1600s. A famous quote about fans, women are armed with fans, as men are with swords. Anyone who saw the 90s version, the cartoon animated Mulan, knows this to be absolutely true. Well, that's the end of my drink, and the end of the show. And our little tidbit of information today is, did you know that the Cookie Monster has a real name? Other than just the Cookie Monster? He does! It's Sid. Seriously, the cookie monster's name is Sid. Well, thanks for joining me in the cantina. And uh, my thought that I've been reminding myself this week is it's not about getting a less than stellar hand of cards or a less than fantastic bottle of wine. It's what you do with it. Salut! This has been a Cat Flat production in association with Not For Sale Media.